In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Was there somebody in your life that you, you thought they did everything? They, they were good at everything. They did everything well. Maybe when you were a, maybe it's you got to think back to when you were a kid. Now take that times infinity and try to get a picture of, of what Jesus really is. He actually is that. Anything you can think of, he is good at it. He does it well. Okay? And that's what the end of our gospel reading is trying to get across. These people have never seen anything like him. And <laughs> it's such a funny phrase. It says they're astonished beyond measure. They, they don't even know what to do with him. They say he does everything well. And it's true. And if it's true... If it's true, my, my goal this morning is that you would be astonished beyond measure at how much Jesus does. And then, if that's true, that you would learn, and I would learn, to entrust everything, take everything to Him. Let Him answer it. Okay. Now, these words, astonished beyond measure, are three Greek words put together. So it's, it's kind of funny the way it does it. So first they're amazed, but that, doesn't, that word alone doesn't do enough justice. So then they put, what would that be, an adverb in front of it. They're exceedingly amazed, but then that's still not good enough. So then they add the Greek word hyper in front of that. They are hyper um, exceedingly amazed. Three words to try to get across. So put yourself there and just see these people. I believe the expression or not the expression, I believe the, the sign language for this today, I've seen lots of people do this now, is this. Like, mind blown. That's what they were like. Minds blown. They have never seen anything like this. Now, it helps for you to even get a better picture of this. It helps if you go to Matthew and see the parallel. Uh, we know these are parallel accounts because of the because of the whole context. But in Matthew, he doesn't just pick one miracle. M Mark singles in on one miracle, this deaf, mute man. But Matthew says they were bringing everybody. They were bringing people who were lame, so they were paralyzed. He heals them. They were bringing people who were blind. He gives them their sight. They were bringing people who were maimed, which we talked about this Wednesday morning in our Bible study, which almost certainly means they were missing parts of their limbs like maybe missing some fingers, missing a hand, or it's badly damaged. They're bringing... Do you see why these people are exceeding, hyper-exceedingly amazed? Have you ever seen somebody give somebody back their fingers or hand? They are hyper-exceedingly amazed. And the deaf, Matthew says, which we know. Now, if you go online, you go on YouTube if you have a computer. I know a few of you still don't. You have a computer or a phone, go online to YouTube. Sue Jerica um, tipped me off to this, and I'm so glad she did, because I went and did it. You can watch these videos of people who um, are, have been mostly deaf all their life, or mostly blind, legally blind, and then they, you know, maybe they get one of the cochlea implants, or they can first hear some things they've never heard before, or they, they get some kind of surgery for their vision and they see things they've never seen before. Just watch those videos and you, you will then get a glimpse of what it means they were hyper exceedingly amazed. 
Because people, it, it's really, I mean, they'll have you in tears when you see a woman who's never heard her husband's voice before. And, and she gets this, if I can hear his voice. Or never, you know, someone's never heard their parent. There's a lot of ones of babies who've never heard their parent's voice before until they get this hearing device. It's incredible to think that Jesus was doing this for three days there by the Sea of Galilee. Now, to further drive this home, I know people find this astonishingly amazing because I know how popular the Harry Potter series is. And in the Harry Potter series, they are constantly doing things like this, magical healing. So in one, in one um, scene of the book, Harry Potter, they grow the bones back in his arm. And you know how many people have read that and been entertained by how astonishing that is? In one part of the series, Voldemort, who's the evil, he grow, uh, gives one of his minions back his hand. Okay? We're amazed by this. I know we are. It is astonishing beyond measure to think of someone doing these kinds of things. Making ears work. Now, think about, uh, put, put yourself in this, we, we don't know everything about this deaf man, but we know he's deaf and he can't talk. So, it's not just about making his ears work. When Jesus says, Ephatha, he fixes his ears, but then he also does, he divinely operates, does a divine surgery operation in his mind to give him years of language that he doesn't have. It is beyond comprehension what Jesus does. All of a sudden he can talk? How did he do that? This is the same guy who took a little bit of dust and made a man, took one rib and made a woman. It is astonishing beyond measure. Now, you know the Old Testament story, Balaam's donkey talks. He makes a donkey talk. That's pretty amazing. But if you think about it, the donkey had heard language before. This deaf man has not heard it before. It's all new, and yet he's talking. This is why their minds are blown. Why they are hyper-exceedingly astonished. Now, this strange thing, though, Jesus tells them, don't tell anybody. Why? We, we see this a few different times. Why not tell anybody? Well, because Jesus didn't want the hyper-exceedingly astonished... That's not the right grammar the hyper-exceeding astonishment, he didn't want that only for these miracles. He wanted you to be astonished at something even bigger than these miracles, right? Something even bigger than making the deaf hear and the mute speak. Otherwise, if it was just about the miracles, he would have just kept doing them on and on and on forever. But there was something much bigger he had to do, okay? He had to do something that only Jesus can do. Now, here's a goofy little illustration for you. Sometimes it's cool to be the dad in the house, especially with young kids, because then you get to be the only guy in the house that can open the jar, right? The only person who can get that pickle jar open is the dad, right? How strong and awesome is the dad? He can do this. Well, there is something that can only be opened, only be opened by the strongest man that has ever walked to the earth, by Jesus. He has to open, not ears, see. He has to open the
the prison of hell and the grave. He has to open that for us. That is where he wants us to be astonished. And he did open it. On Good Friday, he took all of the sin of the world, bore the burden for it on the cross, and on Easter morning, he opened the seal. He opened the tomb. And you then should be astonished beyond measure because in your baptism, you have been joined to the strongest man ever. The one who does hyper-exceedingly astonishing things. You have been justified in Christ, made righteous in Christ. So in our epistle today, it talks about how in the Old Covenant, the tablets had to be closed. You know, they were closed in the Ark of the Covenant. But Jesus has opened this to a whole new glory. He has opened us to the Gospel, which is unlike any... It is hyper-exceedingly astonishing. So what does this mean then for you? I, I have a very specific thing that it means. You then, because you know the guy who can do things that are astonishing beyond measure, you then must bring everything to him. Don't try to hold back anything. Don't try to keep anything for yourself that you're going to take care of or that you're going to answer. You have got to bring everything to Him. Not just church stuff. Everything. Okay? In, in Matthew's parallel account, it says they were bringing everyone to Him and putting them at Jesus' feet. That's what I want you to do. That's what I want to do. Whereas two places where we can do that, there's more than that, but there's two, two specific places that I would encourage you, encourage myself to do this, to drop everything at Jesus' feet, to take it to the guy who does everything well. The first place is in prayer every morning and evening. So this is how this is going to work. Every morning, when you do your prayers, whether, they're, whether that's your main prayers or you do it quickly, it doesn't matter. Every morning, you are going to pray and you're going to look at your day and what's going to happen today, what you're going to worry about today, and you're going to take all of it and you're going to bring it to the guy who does everything well. And then at the end of the day, after the day is done and things have gone the way they've gone, you're going to take it all again and drop it all at his feet and say, Jesus, it's yours. That's what you're going to do. And Luther told you to do this in his morning and evening prayer. Remember the prayer, I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son. And at, at the end of both prayers, it says, Into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. So into your hands, Jesus, I commend everything. I drop it all at your feet. So that's the first place you're going to do this. And I, I mean what I say. Do it. Every morning and every evening. Take it all and drop it at his feet. Then the second place you're going to do it is here at the altar. And you can do it right here this morning, and you can do it every time you come to the altar. When you come to the altar, you bring everything that you want Jesus to have, which is all of you and all of life's concerns, and you bring it all to Him, and then you go away with His body and blood, with Christ living in you, okay? So now, these are not in order of importance by any means, but these are the things, real quickly you need to take and drop at the feet of Jesus. To the guy who does everything well. You don't do everything well. He does everything well. You take it all to him. So first, your sins. All of them. Now here's the thing about this one. You might try to carry it back out again. In fact, a lot of us do. So you might have to bring it 
numerous times. But you keep, you keep bringing them. Bring your sins, all of them. Bring all the guilt, all the shame, and drop them all at the feet of Jesus who went to the cross to pay for them. He can handle those sins. You can't. You bring them all to Him. Secondly, number two, you bring all the, all the sins that other people have done against you. Because we're always trying to solve them with our grudges and our revenge and yada, yada, yada. So we're going to take all those. Anything anybody has done against me, I'm going to leave that too at Jesus' feet. And I'm going to go away with forgiveness for them too. Okay, that's number two. Number three, you're going to drop your entire self at Jesus' feet. As Luther says, my body and soul and all things. And that includes the future. Your future. Stop. You're going to stop worrying about your future. And you're going to say, Jesus, you know the days that you have prepared for me. They're written in your book. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave the future at your feet. Fourth. Fourth, you're going to leave your loved ones. Your husband or your wife. You're going to leave them. God, you can't fix them, whatever troubles they're having, if they even need to be fixed. Maybe you're trying to fix them and they don't need to be fixed. But you're going to leave that at Jesus' feet. <clears throat> you're going to leave your children, either little children that you're scared you're not raising right, or older children that you're scared you already raised wrong. You're going to leave them all at Jesus' feet. And um, you're just going to trust that God is going to take care of them and that Jesus is the guy who can do all things well. And you're going to leave your... your ch- Many of you need to hear that desperately. You're going to leave your children at Jesus' feet. And um, the fifth one is all the people that you're concerned about that don't believe in Christ. You're going you're gonna to bring them morning and evening and at the altar, and you're going to leave them for Jesus and say, Jesus, you work faith in them. You turn their hearts to you. Sixth, this is a big one, but I left it down the list because I don't, I don't like to make it more important than it is. But sixth, you're going to take all political things, all political things. I, I think there might be an election next year. Let Jesus take care of it. You drop it at Jesus' feet, okay? Now, again, of course... I'm not saying you don't need to know anything. You pay attention, but you trust it to Jesus. And um, seventh, I think if I've still been numbering correctly, seventh, all things financial, all things financial. I, this is big on our minds right now. I can't even <clears throat> count how many conversations I've had with other people, and I know you guys have had too, about things financial, the price of gas, the price of electric, our electric bill, the price of groceries, it's a little crazy, so we're going to let Jesus take care of that too. We're going to drop that at his feet morning, evening, and altar. And eighth, all the work that we've got to get done. This is especially important in the morning. You look ahead to your day. What do I have to do today? And Jesus, you take care of all of it. Make it go well. And finally, ninth, all the problems you can't fix, whatever they are. You've tried to fix them already. You can't fix them. You're going to drop them all at Jesus' feet. Psalm 24 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything is His. He does everything well. So you've heard the phrase, Jack of all trades. Just change out the word, Jesus of all trades. He is Jesus of all trades. He can do all things and He does them all well. He heals it all. He forgives it all. He governs it all. So be astonished. Be astonished at Him. And then drop everything at His feet. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.